and now we're live. We're live on Facebook, YouTube, that, Twitter. That, that was impressive. I was like, what's going on here? It's like, <laughs> this seems very professional. I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty... Uh, I'm Don't impressed. sound so surprised. <laughs> but no, but seriously, I was like, what? We're going live and then all these graphics came up. I was like, whoa, what's going on? Thanks to the tech guy, Frankie Anderson, for that side of things. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brad, it's so nice to see you again. Been ages since I spoke to you and we've Too got long. something really exciting to talk about. Yes, yes, thank God. Uh, yes. So I'm more I'm I'm in a much comfortable position now to talk about it than <laughs> a long time ago, yeah. Because this is obviously I've been talking about this for for years. Like, but before I retired, I'm retired in March 2017. So, yeah, yep. it's been a long so time. So, for for anybody that doesn't know, you finally found a premises for your new gym, the headquarters, the new headquarters of GB Top Team. Now, GB Top Team are already going strong. Um, but obviously you've been borrowing other people's gyms and yeah, training where yeah. you can and training at mm. your house. And now tell us about the gym. It looks magnificent. Well, at the moment it's actually just a building site, you know, so, but it's, it's, it's huge. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's big. It's, I think it's around about 11,000 square foot. And that sort of premises is not really known of in London. You know, like yeah. you get them a bit more up north when the, the the space is vast and, and the prices are not as crazy. Uh, yeah, so uh, I, I'm truly blessed to have a really good business partner. Uh, very, very good man, Martin Barrett, you know, uh, very successful businessman. And also with him, I found someone who's got the passion for, for the sport as well. He, 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 obviously, he's, obviously, he's a businessman, he's a business opportunity, but his main love is for the sport and the passion for it. It kind of reminds me a little bit like Ricardo Laborio and Dan Lambert back in the day. Um, wow. So it kind of reminds me a bit like that, you know. So I, I know there's a connection between American Top Team and Great British Top Team as well, but because I was there, seeing the connection they had and what they built and what they did, it kind of rem reminds me of the same. Yeah. And tell everyone where the gym is. The gym is actually based in South London, Morden. For me, it's, it's where I live. I, li I live here now. So Finally. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so like, where you live. Yeah, so it's you know, to 10, minutes away, 10 minutes away from my house. And for a person like me, I can't be spending an hour and a half or an hour driving somewhere. And then driving back two hours or three hours traveling to a gym is just not time productive. And and like um, like successful people do do more in their hours of the day. So if I'm spending three hours a day traveling, it's just not productive at all. So um, yeah. I can spend those three hours of helping someone for a fight or coaching this or even spending time with my family. You know, so like uh, yeah. For me, it had to be somewhere close to me. So I'm luckily that that's why it kind of a bit, it took a bit of time to find the right premises, yeah. especially in these sort of times as well. It hasn't been easy. And you have done over the years, you have had to spend like hours in a car getting get to, yeah. to old gyms and stuff. So I'm sure it's going to be amazing for you to have it just down the road. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I've worked out. But for me, I mean, like, I, I took fighting seriously, hence it was my job. But uh, I, I, I uh, 
was very like I would do anything to go get the best sort of training. So if I had to go yeah. travel to Newcastle, I would. That ends where I went to American Top Team for many years. As in, uh, I, I went there because um, I understood there wasn't the level of there is now hundred yeah. percent. There wasn't the level of competition in the UK, uh, and I no problem being the big fish. You know, I, I wanted to go over there and just get beaten up and learn. And also, I, I'm understanding. Uh, like I may not look it, but I'd like to think I'm a bit of a smart person when it came to fighting, where I understood that I need to learn how to wrestle. You know, uh, mm. I, I, not that I like stand up, don't get me wrong, that sort of stuff, but to be an all round MMA fighter, you need to learn everything. So I, yeah. I, understood, I understood early on that how important wrestling was, was to mix martial arts. And like I said, always, I've always said in many interviews that for me, wrestling is still the, the most important thing to have within a fight because if you're fighting a better grappler than you, you're going to keep, if you have better wrestling, you're going to keep it on the feet. If you have fighting a good striker, you're going to better take it down. Or if you find someone who's very evenly matched in both areas, but you get the edge on the wrestling, you can take them down, you're going to outpoint them. So I think wrestling is the, 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 the um, biggest factor within the sport. But then also going back to, to wrestling, there's wrestling for wrestling and there's mm-hmm. wrestling for MMA, which is very different. So I've learned wrestling from an MMA background throughout my career. So I've always, wherever I learned wrestling, I've adapted it to MMA. So my style of wrestling is 100% MMA. Yeah. And that was definitely a criticism of UK MMA back in the day that, yeah. that we didn't have that strong wrestling base. So that definitely yeah. stood you in good stead and... Yeah, the mighty mouse that, fight where you took yeah. him down over and over. <laughs> ten, well, not counting, but it was ten times in that fight. You know, believe it or not, you know, I'm not counting. Yeah, but no, but I, I don't think I had trouble taking anyone down in any of my fights. You know, because uh, I see going back, even when I go back to the DJ thing, if me and him had a wrestling match, he, even back then, he, he would 100 percent beat me because it's wrestling. But when when you're uh, um, trying to take someone down from a fighting stance, it's completely different. And then also, yeah, you have the cage. Which is only MMA. There's no, uh, there's no other uh, combat sport or any other sport where you participate against a background like a cage or a wall and yeah. like that. So you don't have any jiu-jitsu, You don't have any, any other sport. So cage wrestling is only solely uh, um, MMA, right? So for me, I kind of grew with the sport, and I, I like to say I believe that's my expertise. Honestly, I, obviously, I'm, I do everything kind of thing. Uh, but I say my expertise is cage wrestling. I, 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 that's where I excel, you know. Yeah. Well, nice segue there, actually. When Nathaniel was doing, and for anyone who hasn't seen this, if you want to see a tour of the gym, it's, it's on Nathaniel's Instagram. Yes. But I loved in, um, like, one of the the big um, open bits that you're going to have loads of mats and, and stuff, you're going to have a caged wall and then another yeah. padded wall. And yeah. it is so different. Just like to, the feel of the cage against your back is, is so different even than a padded is. wall, isn't it? Yeah. Well, but this thing, well, we're going to have a 24-6 uh, cage in there anyway. So there's going to be a cage in there as well. But then what I have, I have like uh, a big matted wall, but it's caged in. And to be honest with you, um, most people, when you train, you train against a wall. Reason being, because mm. the, the cage is a bit coarse, especially on your hands, unless you're wearing gloves, which yeah. you should train in gloves, but still, you try and take some down, and you're great in your face a little bit. The, the, mat, the, mat, the matted wall is a bit more you know, practical, but it's good to have that environment. 
basically the only reason I cage people in is so you don't fly off the mats because that would be yeah. mainly that area there's mainly be, be, be like the sparring sort of area where a lot of the pros and, and amateurs uh, and also just general people would be sparring you don't want them falling off the mat where the other mat I have a big matted area which is going to be like the BJJ sort of mat you know yeah and it is so big I take it you're going to have just like members who do other classes and you know jiu-jitsu yeah. and stuff like that who, who, who you're not just it, uh, a pro it, team no, that will that will be no. training there it is catered for everybody you know for me uh i mean you have to be sensible of this isn't like fighters don't really earn you a lot of money is that's mm. not a thing but this needs to be like uh has to sustain itself this is the same stuff you need normal people coming in the door just going to work and thing but then those normal people may have a um a view on going to compete but we cater for that as well. So we cater for anyone. If you want to do it just for, for, for just recreational things, just do a bit of fitness, or you want to go on and be, become a black belt and go down jujitsu route, or you want to go wrestling, you want to do MMA, we're going to cater for everyone. Because it's it, a bit like, just kind of the same as American Top Team. I was American Top Team for like 12 years. So it's like, I know that that for me is the most successful gym uh, and the biggest yeah. gym in the world you don't reinvent the wheel you just kind of mm -hmm. mimic that i've been there for a long time i know how they run things uh like my, my protein training now is kind of mirrors what we did in america what i did when i was in america's doctor so it's not rocket rocket science you know like yeah i just like this works really well did me really well i career again with these guys you know yeah. so uh yeah, so you don't need to reinvent the world. But when you find somewhere good and you know what you're doing, a lot of pro teams, they just turn up and then, yeah, what are we doing today? What do you want to do? No, not mine. You know what you're doing week in, week out. You, you turn up, it's this, that day, it's that, this day, it's this, you know, so you know. And then it's a schedule that human beings need, take fighters need structure. You need... You don't want to be thinking, oh, right, what am I going to do today? You need to, you need to have that sort of structure, and that's what will be in place 100%. It'll be a very professional run, uh, gym. Yeah, and then you've got a big S and C section as well, so people yeah. could even sign up, I guess, as members just to use that bit. And if they want to try out the odd class, they might fall in. Yeah, up no, yeah, no. As no. the gymnasium is there for people. Uh, it's, it's not going to be like a um, a pure gym where you go in and let's go have a little aerodyne and meet the seat off later. You, it, that's going to be in there. You, there's going to be a cardio stuff there. But that's also like for the fighters and general public to, to use. But it's not the, 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 like the, 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 the main thing coming to the gym is to learn. Learn, learn a life skill. Learn how to defend yourself, get fit and doing so. So, you know, there is a gym there as well because I think it's very important to have that there. For, for for everyone who wants to do some strength and conditioning, because it's very important. But I'm not going to have like, you know, it's not, yeah, like a go gym, you know, where you go in and just go on aerodyne. It's not. You come to my gym because you want to be uh, a better human being, you know, and learn something. I love that strap line. Uh, Stone Boy says, despite his broad Scottish accent, he was also born in East London. I love the fact that you represent East London from the Chaz and Dave walkout music and the dress sense. One of my favourite fighters. Yeah, I mean, like I, I said this in many interviews, but for me, it's like 
I'm true to myself, you know. I'm from the east end of London. Uh, Chas and Dave were family friends of, of my mother's, you know. So, um, so it just made sense. It's like I could, I growing up as a kid, I loved hip hop. Man, I was massively into it. But really, really enough, I played a lot of basketball in the summer, and I loved it. And this is the hip hop of you know gangster rap and all that sort of stuff. But it's not me. How should it be me coming out to some Dre music? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm Chas and Dave, you know, I'm from the east end of London, it's close to me, it meant something to me, so uh, that's what I did, you know, and, and, and a lot of people ask me why I came out with a newspaper, but yeah. I, came out, I came out with a newspaper because I come from a working class background, and in London, when you go to work, you get the metro, you go to work, <laughs> and for me, going to the cage was just like another day in the, in the office for me, so it was no thing, so I wore a newspaper, yeah. And also the trilby hat and the braces, like I've done this in many interviews, so people don't know what that is about. My my granddad used to be a bare knuckle boxer in the nineteen twenties. Uh I didn't know that. Obviously my, my granddad died when I was four, so I didn't really get to know him. Uh but when I got into any sort of fighting, my mum said, Oh, you get it from your granddad. Uh, and I'm like, Oh really? And then I yeah, then I looked at um pictures of him uh and he used to wear a tribute hat and braces and I, he used to work as a roofer during the day but at night time just to earn a bit of extra money for, for the family he, he used to do a bare knuckle boxing you know uh, so yeah so i, I kind of got it for, from him sort of thing truly in the blood and i'm so glad that you were like kind of before the ufc stopped people having that personality about their yeah, walkouts yeah. and i know they let you for your retirement fight as well do it again all my and... all my fights are still always i was like no way you know like dana mate dana no way like he, he laughed at me in the end of that yeah so no i mean that's cool i mean that's the thing like he did get the uh, I, I had great memories from the wc into the ufc and for me, back in those days, it was just the golden sort of years where it yeah. was like, I know the Petitas, yeah, I, I, Dana White, you know, were cool. They're the, they, they're the owners. And it kind of, in a weird way, it's a massive organization, but it felt like it was family run. Because then you know the owners, you know, like, uh, then when it got bought out, the WIM, uh, what comments, whatever it was, they got bought out. Know, yeah. yeah, it kind of got a bit more corporate where, it, yeah. you're you're just a figure like what can you generate there's no it's kind of lost the personality a little bit but then you had the Reebok and got that uniforms and yet again that took away a bit of personality from people yeah. some people yeah people was worried about the fight about, about the sponsors I didn't care about that you know I was more care about you you're taking away my my choice to to express myself you know so yeah, uh, yeah so yeah yeah but I mean like, I lived in those years golden years but now there's a new era the new years people even have no idea people now have no clue who i am at that you know people people will be like who the hell is this old guy you know but that's that's I don't just think the, so. that's just the nature of the beast you know i don't think we're there yet brad <laughs> uh aaron said at the start of your career did you ever see yourself in this amazing position of opening gyms not at all. At the start of my career, I didn't even think it was a career. <laughs> like when I first fight, first start fight, my first fight I had down in Portsmouth, uh, and I fought a guy who was ten kilos heavier than me. 
uh, I didn't get paid. I just got free tickets for my friends to come watch me. <laughs> it's like, in a ring, it was in a smoky room. I remember like looking in the ring and the lights and it's just all smoke and you're like, oh my God. Uh, Dan Hiley was on that card. Jose Aldo fought in it as well. It was like weird. It was like in England. Yeah, it was like, uh, yeah, it was, I mean, it was like, I've grown with the sport basically. So back when I was fighting, it was never really a legitimate career path like it is now for young, inspiring athletes. So uh, um, it was just a bit of fun. It's a bit cool. What do you do? Oh, well, I do a bit of fighting. But obviously, I, I wasn't earning enough to sustain a life. Uh, I didn't yeah. get into fighting until I was 26. So, of course, I had a, you know, I had responsibilities at 26, not like I do now. Obviously, having two kids going crazy. But, um, um, I had responsibility. Still, I had to pay rent. I had to feed myself, you know. So uh, I had to work. So I worked during the day uh, and trained at night time and so on and so forth until I kind of got a bit better and earned a bit more money from fighting and then managed to, uh, like, do a bit more PTs and so on and so forth. So it was a struggle. And, like, the UFC never even had my weight class, you know. So it was yeah. never even, like, a thought I was in the funny UFC. The UFC done 155 pounds and up. You know, so it was never really on my radar, you know. Uh, that's why I signed to the WC, which was the, the biggest organization at those times. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, and then obviously it merged with the UFC, so it was awesome. But, you know, yeah, so I'm growing with this. I grew with the sport, basically. Mm -hmm. Now, like, a young guy now comes into my gym, you know, 14, 13, and goes, I want to be like Nathaniel Wood or, whatever like that i'd be like cool come to the right place i guide you and it's a legitimate career path where me yeah. growing up as a kid i was a i was a good athlete my main mm. sports growing up was like football cricket basketball um believe it or not even though i'm small i was a quite good at basketball uh, but, that was you know, how yeah. he broke his nose for uh, yeah, anyone who doesn't yeah, know I broke, broke my nose playing basketball, <laughs> that wasn't fighting <laughs> no uh, uh, and I lost my front tooth in a car accident, so you know, fine's good for your health, but um, so yeah, so I was good at sports. And if I wanted, I honestly thought growing up, uh, being I was gonna make it in the football 100%. I was really, I was like best in my school, but you don't realize give me the best in your school, but you're not the best in the county, and there's levels. And then I'm like, ah, oh, I may not be the premiership, but. It, back then, it was Division One, actually. But, but like, I won't even be there. But I can, I'll play somewhere, and I got to uh, not a bad standard. I played for like a team called Russian Diamonds, which is in the GM Box Conference, and I love football. Uh, I didn't really get into combat sport until I was nineteen. I just took up boxing to keep fit, um, and also learn how to fight because learning how to fight. You just don't have to fight by default. People will leave you alone. So it's a good life skill to have. You know, if someone knows your box, they're going to go, let me fight that guy. They'll be like, I ain't going to mess with that guy. He can box. And then obviously having that sort of skill set, I used it a bit more as a vigilante tool where I would look after my friends and family and, and, and people who couldn't look after themselves. I'd be like, hey, leave that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Being a bit of a vigilante. But yeah, it was a, uh, I think in the fight until I was like 26, really, into yeah. MMA, that was. And how far, far before the end of your career were you thinking about what was next and when did you come up with the, the gym idea and was that mm. going over to American Top Team that 
made you want to develop that kind of gym? Getting into the sport at a later age of my life, like 26, I kind of knew um, I'm not going to be doing that for any year. I'm my daughter in the back. I wasn't going to do, do it forever, basically. Um, so I, I knew that I'm going to have to do something else because being an athlete, you're not going to, you can't compete in two. I've been tired for years, but you can't compete forever. You're going to have to have something to fall back on. So, I, yeah. I, not that I knew that anyway, I, I enjoyed coaching. So, every time I went to America Top Team, I'd learn loads of new stuff here and there. And I'd always come back and share my knowledge because for me, I wanted to train with the best. You know, yeah. I wasn't one of those people where I want to be the best person in the gym, I want to be pushed. So, for me, I when I I wanted to help people where where, where I trained in in England and get them better because they get better, I get better. Then I have better partners and, and, and so on and so forth. And then I'll take some of the people from my team in in, in the UK. I'll come over to American Top Team, get out there. Train. Many of the people I, at Team Time where I used to train in England, uh, I took to American Top Team with me because I said, "Look, you need to come here. You need experiences." So. And then I, if I did, couldn't come, I'll come back and I'll teach and I'll show them stuff that I've learned. Uh, I always really kind of enjoyed teaching. So for me, it was a bit of a natural progression. Um, and then I wanted to obviously, in the back of my head, I always wanted to, to have my own gym, you know, like, and coach. And it'd be my, my thing. Uh, I, it's, I would say it's taken a long time, many different reasons. One, I wanted to, you need to find the right business partner and I have you know um, yeah I mean like mine Barrett for me he's like a, a guardian angel just flying in and that's and that sort of stuff you know so like uh, a lot a lot a lot to him you know you know yeah you know, uh, yeah yeah in a way I'm getting a bit emotional talking about him he's been a life saver and he's so good to the team not I mean like uh, uh, I know we don't have a gym yet it's getting built but he's been so good to the team in general, you know, like helping us. We're bouncing around here and there. Like we're like the littlest hobo trying to find a home kind of thing. Getting kicked out here. Even now, one of the gyms that I've been training at, they say, look, I only can have two days here. So I'm like, okay, forward. So I'm trying to find someone else. So I'm pulling the babies here and there until we get my own place yeah. open and run. And then it's going to be like easy. So we're just there. So. I knew it would take you a while because you are a perfectionist and mm. I knew you'd want everything to be perfect. I know from Rise of Champions, your fight yeah. show, that if if it's not perfect, you don't want to put your name to it. No, so um, I'm not surprised that it's taken you a while and that it will yeah. take a while to get it ready. When is the gym opening? Going back to what you say, you can never make a first impression twice. So yeah. me, you, you, you need to be... If it's not the standard to start off with, you know, you, you're already given the, the full specialized. Say you bought a pair of gloves, no matter what they're called, and you first tried them on and they're crap. Ten years down the line, they could have the, you know, done whatever, spent so much money, and then you'd be like, oh, those guys are shit. You just want to try yeah. them on again. So you, for me, you can never make a first special twice. So it's, that's why he's always very important. Going back to the show, Rise of Champions, that's on hold. That's not that's not been on hold until I got my gym up and running. Once yeah. that's up and running, that is 100% coming back because uh, I need a 
uh, a platform format for the fighters to fight on. You know, there's still gone. There's so many good good platforms here in the UK as well. Uh, but for me, it just comes hand in hand with what I have. You know, part of the business and stuff like that. And, and you know me, I was in the Rising Champions, trying to earn loads of money, being one of those promoters. <laughs> Whatever I earn, I spent back on the show. And, and they always made you it, wanted you know, it I, to look. I didn't. Excellent. I didn't. I didn't earn a penny. You know, like it's actually what we earned always went back into the show and so on and so forth. So that's definitely not dead in the water. Um, going to what you originally said because I remember that I normally forget these things. But <laughs> when the when the gym is going to be open, we're looking. Well, it's getting all the building works getting done now. So like as you as you saw on the Fangers video. Uh, like you see all the things getting kind of knocked down. This the showers and chain room is gonna get to get built, the sauna is gonna get put in there, all the building was getting done, the mats which have ordered uh, and I've obviously again, as you know me, state of the art equipment, Donwell matting, you know, the best matting you could get, got the best cage, but you know, that sort of shenanigans, everything's gonna be mint. But that that's taking time as well. We're not that's not hitting uh not hitting our border, I think, until mid to late October, then it's got to get fitted, you know, so yeah. I'm, these things turn around quick, but just before that even enters the, our, our, our soil, it's going to be like um, towards the end of October, so then it's going to take a few weeks to, to fit out, so I'm loosely saying probably November time, you know, it's going to be uh, uh, running, obviously it'll probably be open first for the pros to get in to try it all out, before we open mm. to, to the general public. Well, I'd love to come down and uh, speak to you in person once of, it is open and do a, a tour of the gym for everyone once it's all finished. It'll nah, be amazing yeah. to, to get down there. As Stoneboy said, you've had a long, brilliant career. Which fight for you was the most memorable? I have different... It's weird when you look back on your career. like Things like what happened in your career may mean a lot more now than it did at the time. You know, so obviously everyone always goes on about my Demetrius Johnson fight. I was the first person to beat myself. Of. For me, that didn't mean... At the time, it was just like 14-0 kid. You know, I didn't have no clue yeah. that where it was going to go. So it meant nothing to me, you know, be, beating him. Uh, so that wasn't that. So I, I think the for me, the... A couple of the most memorable things for me would be like when I got into any sort of level of fight where I knew I was going to travel around the world and do stuff. I'm like, I need to fight in Vegas, hundred percent. So making my WC promotion debut in Vegas, uh, in the Palms, was amazing. I uh, signed to WC. I'm going to fight in Vegas, and then fighting in Vegas and winning my debut by uh, the. I think it was the first ever on, on WEC, but the second ever in the UFC zoo for history was uh, at the time was a proven necktie, a very rare yeah. submission. Win that and win Friday night in my, my WC debut, right, uh, that was a very special moment for me. Yeah, that's one that stand out to me. So it wasn't much just that fight guy fight, it was that occasion. It's yeah. probably one of the most memorable things for me. Yeah. Definitely, absolutely amazing. Stoneboy says, do you think Katie should replace the picture on the wall of Nate to a picture of you and her? I think that would be creepy, Stoneboy. I have got many photos with Brad. 
One of them is on my wall upstairs, <laughs> along with many other fighters. Don't panic, guys. <laughs> I've got a wall of fame. What, is it? Is it in your bedroom? What, what are you on about? It's, it's not on my the, bedroom. It's, on it's the like ceiling. my, it's on my the dressing ceiling. room. It's on the ceiling, right? You lay down and lie. <laughs> no, not not that bad. But uh, it's it's my my wall of fame, and Nathaniel's up there with his cage warriors belt, and there's. Uh, yeah, you don't need to panic, but no, I'm not, I, was, I'm not. <laughs> I could just replace the the photo every time with somebody that I'm interviewing, but I don't want to creep no, them yeah, out. Yeah, that, that, that uh, I wouldn't lie. That would, if I saw you, if it was me in the back of the I'd be like, hmm, I'll be, I'll be honoured, but I'd be like, okay. All right. And then, <laughs> then if I knew you were here for the fan, I was going to change every time. I'm like, ah, oh, I know you like, you know, you just you know, <laughs> try to get some brownie points. <laughs> yeah. So while I've got you on, I just thought I'd ask you about some of your team and how they're getting on at the moment. Okay. I know, sadly, Nathaniel was supposed to be fighting on the September 4th card that was going to be in London. And I'm absolutely gutted for him that he's injured his hand again. Um, yeah. He just had surgery again? No, l luckily, uh, the break doesn't require surgery, which, right. which is which is the godsend. Because if you have to have plates in there, it's going to be longer, longer, longer. So yeah. it, it was a clean break. But any break is, is just the same hand? Uh, same hand, yeah. Just a different part of his hand. You know, like, um, yeah, I mean, I, it, it's just very frustrating. You, you just know as a fighter how much you put into this sort of thing. And it's your job. Yeah. And, and people don't realise... You, you're self-employed uh, as such, even though you contract to do you see you're self-employed, you don't get paid a weekly salary or anything like that, you're paid to fight to perform, so if you don't fight, you're not earning so like, um, it does kind of suck you know, a little bit, and don't get me wrong you can earn great money in the UFC if you're regular, but if you, yeah. you fight once a year it's not really a sustainable no. you know a and lifestyle, he hasn't fought you know? for over a year now, has he? Yeah, he's closer he, he, to two. I think. Yeah, he, he, I don't know how long it's been. His last fight was against Casey Kelly, but yet again, he hurt his knuckle. He, he, yeah. he, he but this was different. He, he, he like put a, a tendon mm. off one of his knuckles, which made it very hot, you know, like very painful. And it wasn't like a break. But this break should be quite not with, um, uh, not Nathaniel Wood. Yeah, there you go. Um, it should be a. <laughs> It's pretty straightforward, you know. So, like, you see yeah. him on his Instagram, he's moving it. And he's one of those people that he, uh, he, he, he we can't use that hand. He'd be doing everything else, you know, like yeah. jabs, kicks, like he did. He, 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 <laughs> like, he just to get his elbow once. I don't know if you remember that, you know. You know yeah. Is he? Mate, yeah, yeah. No, he, he's not getting the best of luck, the poor lad. Oh, well, big shout out to Nathaniel. We hope to see you back in there soon. Um, Claire Lopez, I wanted to talk to you mm. about her because she, she just had a big night, um, a, a one-night tournament that she got mm. all the way to the end of Combat Americas or Combat Global, yeah, I think they're Yeah, Combat now. Global now, yeah, Combat Global. Yeah, yeah no, for, for me, that, that, that was a great experience for her to be in. For, for one, it's the second ever like all girl uh, one night tournament that has ever happened, so um, that was massive in a well. And just being able to, yeah, again, like I said to her, isn't it? Just traveling, doing what you love doing, 
it's just memories. I, mean, I remember when, when I started, first started fighting as well, I started to travel, I went to Costa Rica for two weeks. I was on a beach in Costa Rica and I had to fight on, on a beach. And I was there for two weeks, you know. It was just, I earned good money doing that. But for me, like, even though I didn't earn anything, it's just like, I went to Costa Rica and had a fight. It was like a great lifestyle. It was a great uh, life story, sorry. So yeah. same, same, same to her. Like, that's just a great life experience. And she did really well, you know. It would have sucked if she went there, got beat in the first round, got sent home. Yeah. Sucked ass, but no. But she done really, really well. First fight, she dominated, um, won that by decision. Second fight, she submitted the girl in, in the, um, the, first, the first round. The end got into the final. Unfortunately, it's what she came up in my eyes. She came up against a bit of a specimen. I mean, I, I look at certain yeah. people, and I think some people. Not saying that Claire's not good. I think Claire is technically better than this girl, right? Yeah. So if they they fought each other like ten times, there could be loads of different outcomes, right? Um, mm -hmm. But it's just what happened that night. She went for a takedown. Uh, she, she didn't, didn't quite happen then she got rushed and, and it kind of happened all went all over quickly but looking at the other girl I do believe that this girl you know like she's 7 and 0 I do believe that she, she could go and really go go far yeah. and Claire like I, say, like I say it's not as if Claire got outclassed or Claire mm -hmm. made any mistakes she didn't make any mistakes she didn't get outclassed it's just that's happened sometimes you know like the other girl just fought really well and got the better luck of the draw that time. Doesn't mean it would always be that way. But it was gutting. She was obviously very disappointed because um, she's a competitor. So obviously, you want to win yeah. every fight you're in. But looking back in, in hindsight, she's going to be like, that was cool. You know, and 100%, yeah. they're going to want her back uh, to fight, fight, fight for them again, which is, like I say, brilliant. Great show as well. They're doing yeah. big things at the moment. So yeah. it's a good one to be involved with. Uh, Olga Rubin, it's her birthday yeah. today. So I wanted it to is. give her a little yeah. shout out and say, happy birthday, Olga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mike Ekendayo, he's on the Bellator London card. Correct. Yeah. Excited yeah. To, to have yeah. him back fighting in London. Yeah, no, no, 100%. Listen, like, uh, I've been trying to get him to, um, sorry, my battery, but uh, I tried to get him to, um, we've been trying to get him to fight for, for some time elsewhere, here, there, and there, but he hasn't got a passport. He's been applying for a passport. He's been taking forever, oh, no. absolutely forever, to get his passport. Um, so that, well, that's why he's been UK bound. Luckily, oh. but it's all coming back to uh, uh, the UK and, uh, coming back to the UK and um, he she'll be she'll be behind a heat she he'll understand be on the card once again. Oh that's um wicked and especially with um <laughs> I think Bonnie's making an entrance. My uh ferocious hey, dog. Bonnie. <laughs> my precious dog was scratching on the door. <laughs> it's lovely to see you, Bonnie. <laughs> I hope you're doing well. Um, yeah, so it'll be like a bit of a Rise of Champions reunion with uh, Luke Trainer on the card as well. So yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm pleased about that. And then I just wanted to quickly talk about some of the fights that the boys have just had. Vad and Yuki just won yeah. on um, Olympus Fight Series, both yeah. doing well. 
Yeah, we got we we had, we had uh, a few people. Hassan uh, uh, Gazelli uh, also fought as well and won that up on there. He was the only pro fighting on on, on that card. Uh, we have got quite a few people fighting uh, super, but Dan Collins has got he, he's probably be fighting Mike Cutting somewhere. Uh, I've just been matching up a lot of other guys in the next Olympics fight series, which is going to be in um, in November time. So uh, I've got quite a few amateurs on there. I've got a few people fighting in October, one on the Bellator, and there's a few other shows around there. So my, I've got to look at my schedule. I mean, like, I've got quite a big team. I have a lot of people fighting. I was going to ask you who I've missed out that we should be talking about. Is uh, Will Wesley Meyer be on the next yep. Cage Warriors? Sorry. Yeah, he's on the next Emma. Cage Warriors. Uh, um, he's on the next Cage Warriors. Dom's on the next. Dom Whitting's on the next Cage Warriors as well. Of course, he got uh, that amazing knockout we, of the last trilogy. Yeah, Will Curry's going to be in the next Cage Warriors as well. Um, who else is on that? Emma. Emma's not. Emma's not. Emma's um, was looking to be fine on UAE uh, okay. Warriors. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. There's no one else on the Cage Warriors show, is there? I'm trying to get Lonnie and Nick there because they're, they're the sort of level of fires. Yeah, um, I'm not getting a lot of joy with them, uh, yeah, that sort of stuff. But yeah, come on yes. in, Dean, match them up. Yes, <laughs> well, we're gonna get in trouble probably for someone we've missed off, but uh, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they, they, they know I love more, they know how busy I am. Uh, so they can forgive me. Also, always fall back on this. I got hit in the head for a living, so I got not, you know, <laughs> I, I'm allowed to forget a few things. Well, I've got a, an open door for any of your team that have got a fight coming up. I'd love to chat to them about it. I'd love to go along to the shows and, and see them down there. So if you keep it, keep in touch with me, I could always let you know who's fighting when and next. Yeah, uh, definitely. 100%. Definitely. And is there I, anyone yeah, else that? You, oh, sorry, go on. I said, yeah, I, I love them to get on that show because uh, for me, I, I speak to them a lot. As in, like, they need to do this sort of interviews, get used to this sort of stuff. And, you know, and you're very good at interviewing as well, so it's, it's a good experience. A good experience for them as well. Yeah, you don't want Ariel to be your your first interview, so I'm happy to break <laughs> them all in. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm not good. I've been interviewed by Ariel a few times, and yeah, I'm gonna say you're up there, Kate. Yeah, you're up there. <laughs> Peter Knox, I hope you're hearing this. Uh, Craig said Brad's an OG of the British MMA scene. You must get that all the time, and I quote you all the time on this of saying you're like the best type of famous that there is because when you go to Tesco or Sainsbury's or whatever, like you're not mobbed when you're trying to pick no. up your apples. But when you walk into Cage Warriors or wherever, you do get absolutely mobbed by the crowd there, and they are so excited uh, it, to see you. It's, it's getting obviously less because you got to think about it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to get butt hurt by it, but, but it's the nature of sports. And like, if you're getting into football now, do you know who, like, you know, Edgar Davids was? What? Who's that? You know, like it was. A, I loved him as a football player. You know, so like you know, I understand. You know, you're not gonna. Uh, there will be that sort of thing. But when I do get it, I mean, it's like an age demographic, isn't it? So people around my sort of age and a little bit younger would know who I am. But now all these young kids want to aspire to be sort of like Nathaniel or or Connor or that that sort of stuff. Right? So like, but when I do get recognised, you know, it, it's it's very humbling. You know, I, I really like it. You know, like it's like. 
thanks. And like, for me, as a competitor, as in like, I think a lot of pops from the fans because they meant something to me. As in, I, I mean, like, I fought for the fans. I always wanted to be in exciting fights to... Because at the end of the day, it's, it's an entertaining sport. So if you're not entertaining, people don't watch you fight, you're going to be out of a job. You know, it's like, it's like being a comedian. If you don't make people laugh, you're gone. You know, so for me, I wanted to make people more excited to watch me fight. So I always thought, you know, <laughs> like to, yeah, to make an impressive fight. Um, yeah, so it's a bit more humbling. And I think when someone, you know, like, mate, love watching you fight, I'm like, Thank you, because that's what I cared about, you know. Like, no, yeah. you know, I wanted to be, you know, known as an exciting fighter, and I, I mean, like, I wanted. I mean, there's many. I mean, I don't know. You even said this before, but there's many times within fights, I've been on the floor, out wrestling someone, and I'm like, it's a bit boring, uh, and I let them up on this fight. And if I was a coach now, because I'm a coach now, I'd be like to my fighters, what are you doing? You're mental. You know, like, but no, that's what I would do in a fight. I'd be like, no, come on, let's go up. This is a bit boring now. Let's have a bit of a, you know, rock and sock and robots or something, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, but yeah, yeah, so it is very, if I do, we do get recognised, it is very humbling still, you know. Well, I've got a picture when I met you at one of the UFC Manchester's. I can't even remember. I don't even know why you weren't on the card. You must have been injured. You were there just, um, like, taking pictures with people. And, you know, you were there as a guest of the UFC. I can't remember why you weren't on the card. But, like, I was so, so, so excited to meet you before, before <laughs> I knew you as a person. Okay. And, like, I remember, like, just showing all my mates people outside of MMA who <laughs> didn't know. But I was me, like, oh, my God. That is so humbling and, and touching. The, the thing, I mean, like, like I, I mean, like, I, I'm not, I don't class myself as super famous or whatever, but if I could do something in any way to make someone else's day better, it, it touches me. It's like, even if it's getting a photo with someone or saying hello to someone or speaking to someone, and it, it, it makes them better in any way, Brilliant, you know, it makes me happy because I'm always about this thing with energy where good energy, if you give out good energy, people are going to be, you have that around you. And that's what I'm very good with my team. It's all about, we have to train together as a team, we have to have a good team environment. You have, you have a good work environment, you're going to have good athletes and good fighters. Mm -hmm. And it's very important. And it's not easy sometimes. You have different people from different walks of life and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's her numbers is quite hard to try and balance it all out and get you know yeah and so that's so I always explain to people like, who we train with I say look you all come from different walks of life but you all have the same goal you come here we get here we train you know I'm not expecting everyone to go out and like go out to the pub together or go well, maybe go to the pub sorry but, <laughs> but but you want to go want to go to cinema and I'm not expecting that you know, but I will obviously, of course, I still like to do like little team events, go for like a team meal if I can and try and bring yeah. them closer together because it is very important, you know. Like I, I always said this, it's, it's like, I know it's an individual sport, uh, but 
but you don't. You train as a team. It's not like boxing where you, you have your pad man and you bring in sparring partners to spar. It's like wrestling. It's like judo. It's like those Olympic, you need. It's a team sport, so you, yeah. you need to have some good team emphasis, you know. So yeah, I always think that that is very important. And going back to what I was originally saying about energy, it's like it's very contagious. Like you get you mm. get some of the people in the gym and they're like, you know. Come on, man. Yeah, and you know, those people in the gym are like, you know, you're just like, oh, I'm happy that guy's here because he makes me happy. So, like, mm. it's very contagious. So, you have to make sure you have, have a very good train. But, like, there's one of the examples that I used. I think I did it in lockdown where I used to go for a run. I went for the first lockdown, I went running every day, like 10K and stuff. And every time I went for a run, every person I went, ran past, I said good morning to. You know? Yeah. And no matter what, you know, if they say good morning back, cool. If they don't, cool. But because I say good morning to someone, then we probably walk past and say good morning to the next person. Yeah. And it's not says good morning to you in the morning. Oh, good morning. I, I, it's weird. It's like kind of, it's nice, right? But yeah. if I went, if I, if I, run, I, I would have to swear on the show. Yeah. If I run past you and fuck you, you'd be like, one <laughs> asshole. And then you walk past and, and you'd be pissed <laughs> off and then it'll affect your day. So you, you don't realise how, how, how uh, effective you know, just doing some nice things to people here and there, it's very contagious and spread it spreads yeah. that. So I'm very aware of one who, who I'm around and who I bring into that circle and how that circle kind of uh, um, I'm doing this, I'm like it's, you know, Italian with my hands. <laughs> uh, kind of like um, you, know, it's, you know, you got the right sort of energy. A hundred percent. You can pick up on that energy with your team yeah. as well. And, you know, when whenever I'm at an event, whoever's fighting, there's a big bunch of the team there, not just the people who've been helping you warm them up or whatever, but no, like yeah. other people there and they're buzzing for them when they won and they've got their arms around them. If they didn't win, I can't remember the last time one of them didn't win, but like they're there for each other and it is like a... Yeah. a a really good vibe and whoever I speak to speaks so highly of the team and you and it's just it's a great atmosphere and that's like you know speaks to that energy you're talking about and thank you personally you're a huge part of my journey in this sport it was seeing your tweet that made me start training in the first place we went to warrior and then another post of yours uh, when I worked for you at uh, Rise of Champions. You did. And you did. That was me being involved in the show for the first time. And I even started doing this just so that I could promote Rise of Champions and, and speak to the fighters that were going to be on the card. So I always say to everyone that, like, you you really <laughs> were my going <laughs> into all of this. Thank you. And, thank um, you. you know, that, that is just passing it on and you know giving back and you've you've always done that all the way through so of course um yeah. i'm expecting good things to happen from this gym brad you've got a lot of good I, karma I, coming your way I hope, yeah i mean like yeah yeah hopefully you know i don't you know i can pull in a few favors from people here to help, help bring my, my gym successful and promote it and so on and so forth but i'm quietly confident you know like just in the product that i will provide that like if you're serious about the sport in any way, it's where you need to be. If you're not mm. serious about the sport, you just want to train, it's still where you need to be. So, uh, <laughs> there you go. We're back. Was, yeah, back. Uh, yeah, so uh, for me, uh, I'm very confident in, in uh, the product that I can provide. Yeah. 
Well, I can't wait till we can do one nearer the time when it's opening and we'll, we'll do maybe a, we could do a live. Tour. We could do a live tour. We'll do a live and yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll have all the membership info and, and stuff like that for, for how people can come down and join and, and train yeah. with you guys. It's it's gonna be absolutely amazing. As you said, it's been years in the making. I'm I'm so pleased for you. Thank you. Thank, I mean like yeah, yeah, I mean like still I'm pinching myself but, but uh before we signed the lease to the gym i was always thinking what's gonna go wrong what's gonna, something's going but as soon as we signed the lease i'm in for 10 years i need to make this work you know so like it will work it's gonna happen you know so uh yeah that that was the big thing until we signed that lease it wasn't happening to me but the lease been signed we're in i've got a marriage now for 10 years amazing amazing is there anything else you wanted to say before we go no obviously just uh um for, for people out there staying go on instagram uh follow the instagram page it's not crazy active at the moment it's not active at all really yeah, but follow that there will be content going on there um oh my god i'll stop <laughs> doing that i need i need some, I need some proper like wireless ones um so uh, yeah, just you know, obviously just uh, stay in touch, you know, and uh, yeah, you know, come and come down and uh, you know, check out the gym and stuff. And have a look on Nathaniel's uh, Instagram to see the tour of the gym. It is really yeah. impressive. I know you said it's a building it's site. Not, it's a building site. The, oh, I think it's yeah. got the wow factor just in terms yeah. of the size and everything. Like it, it's yeah. going to be really really cool I, so. I, I will i will be doing more content on, on my page and on, on, on the thing page as well for me i want to get more stuff up uh and uh like uh when it's getting built and that's that sort of stuff you know like i think yeah it won't take a long time as soon as so, i mean i've got visions of it as soon as all that mat's going it's just gonna look amazing uh, it's, i just can't wait and i got my own office there you know put my and the desk put my feet up you know, like this, you know, might, might get a PlayStation put in there or something. <laughs> I have, a, I have a, little, a, little, a little throne for Bonnie to sleep in on. Of course. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just excited. I mean, like, I, 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 I say, it's going to be like a proper family-run business as well. My kids are going to be there. They're going to be learning. There's going to be plenty of kids' classes. You know, it's going to, yeah, it's going to be... I've seen Poppy in the gloves already. Ah, uh, she's crazy. I, I, she's literally just gone to bed. I wish I could have spring in there for a little bit. This, she, she, uh, she is amazing. She, she is crazy. Right, right. In a good way. In a good way. Do you think she's more likely to be a fighter than Buddy? Um, yeah. Yeah. And like a lot of people say to me, do you want to push him into fighting? For me, it's like, Whatever they have a passion for, I'll yeah. push. It, it could be ballet. It could be fighting. It, well, you have to have a passion for something to succeed. But even not, even if they don't have a passion for it, they will learn it because it's a good life skill to have. You know, like yeah. like I say, like if you learn how to fight, you don't have to fight by default because people will leave you alone anyway. So yeah, um, so it's a good life skill to have. 100% they will learn it. Buddy loves all sports at the moment. He's doing tennis, swimming, cricket, football. Mm. He's just, he loves sports and, and all that sort of stuff. So, um, 
yeah, Poppy, she's still young, she's mental, she's crazy, she's fearless. Uh, and I, yeah, she'll be in the gym going mental 100%. So, yeah, and into her slugs and snails, <laughs> she's, yeah, they both love they both. What I love about my kids as well, they, they both have very be like myself, very good natured, where they love animals. Love, for me, like my kids are the same, I would never kill a fly or a spider or anything like that. I just like boom, let it out the window and stuff like that. For me, yeah, I, I don't like to kill things for no reason, you know. So, so it's weird because I'm a cage fighter, everyone thinks you're like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I just eat a pig's head because of this, you know. Whatever. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm far from that. I'm a very loving uh, man with my, 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 my family. Oh, well, it's going to be amazing for them to grow up in the gym anyway and be on the mats and, and be around that environment. I think that's great, whether they just, you know, in, enjoy training or, or whether you are promoting them on a, on a card yeah. one day. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's weird. That's going to be weird, let's say. I don't know how I'd feel about it if it got to that stage. But like I say, well, look at Jack and Richard Shaw. Like that must be a, a mad feeling for him to send his son off to. to but also, fight like, in there. I see, I see it firsthand. I'm the family Wood and his dad Gary Wood. You know, yeah. Like, I, yeah. I've been in the corner with Gary when he, we're cornering his son in the UFC, and it's different. I can see it. You know, he is different when it's your kid in there. You know, like, I, I, I can only start to imagine now. I'm not in that position, so. It, yeah. He wants to be there for his son as much as he can, but it's just not easy. Uh, I know that he sometimes would like to take a back seat and not be there, but he wants to be. It's like, yeah, yeah. you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, sort of thing. So it's definitely not easy for the. I, I don't envy that that position on a parent whatsoever. No. Well, that's it. That's a few years off before you need to worry about that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, honestly, I think my, my son would be into computer engineering or something. He's like, he's just like loves maps and he, yeah. I think it'd be it'd be Minecraft or something. He like he'd do, he invent some app. I swear, I swear he would invent some app. Poppy would be working in a, in an insect center or something. <laughs> Well, it's been so nice catching up with you, Brad. I wish you, you all too. the best with the build-out of the gym. Thank you. And Thank I'm you. so excited to see the finished product. I know it's going to be amazing. And, um, yeah, I can't wait for the big unveil and, and for you to be open. Thank and you. Yeah, Thank get you. going. Okay, thank you so much, Katie. Let all me know right, what well, I can get this as well. Can I share this afterwards? Or is it, like, or is it just like live and that's it? No, it's live, and then when it's done, we'll share it straight away. So um, okay. it will be up there. It's, it's on your Facebook already. And, uh, I'll do yeah, a swipe we'll... on my Instagram as well. Cool. All right. Well, right. take you. care, Brad, and Bye. I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Nice to see you again, Katie. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.